It's time for the Red Hawk Report. And now, here's your host, Russell Brown. Welcome in to the Red Hawk Report on KXU 102.1 or wherever you may be listening on KXSU.org or through Spotify. Podcasted for a later time. Russell Brown here. Welcome you into our third show already, believe it or not. Yeah, time has been flying. And uh, what better way to kick off our third episode than by having a co-host today in the studio, special guest, my color commentator on ESPN Plus broadcast of men's and women's basketball, uh, Mr. Mazvita Mirieri. Maz, welcome uh, to the first ever uh, co-hosted Red Hawk Report. Wow. Well, thanks for having me. I'm honored to uh, for this segment. So, uh, yeah, thanks again. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. That, you know, give the people what they want. You know, everybody, I always get... People come up to me all the time after our broadcast and try to tell me that you're the funny one on the broadcast and you bring, you know, this humor and, uh, you know, get a little hurt about that. You're stealing my thunder on the broadcast. So, no, see, no I see. See, I, I don't think people understand kind of how that works. Right. <laughs> like it's 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 the play by play person is the one that has to do all the heavy lifting. I just so you to, can have all the fun. Yeah, exactly. Oh, see, okay, so I just got to constantly work. I get it. Um, but hey, uh, we had a jam packed week of Red Hawk Athletics in the past week so anybody tuning in for the first time what we do is we break down the past week storylines in red hawk athletics on all of our uh, athletic squads that we have here then we do an interview with a student athlete which we have a great one coming up in trish jocelyn of track and field she dives into a lot of things about the the changes she wants to make in the community why she came out to seattle university talking about police reform and uh, black lives matter and she really gets deep into her her want to try to make this a better place, which is exactly what we want to promote here at the Red Hawk Report. So that's going to be a great one coming up. And then we'll preview the week ahead before we close out the show. Maz and I have to run across the street to the sold-out Red Hawk Center as New Mexico State is in town. We'll get to that a little bit later. Just a little preview for everybody tuning in. But uh, looking at the week that we just had, as we said, uh, it was a great one. Women's golf. Let's start there. They finished first of eight teams in the Mountain Classic in Palm Desert, California. Uh, Shania Liu was named WAC Women's Golfer of the Week. And uh, big, big for the Red Hawks as they're kind of on a roll. This is the Red Hawks' second team win of the season after sweeping the Pat Lesser Invitational back in October. Um, a lot of teams see Moz down there in uh, California right now. I think softball, baseball down there. And, you know, we're here in Seattle with the uh, record lows. Uh, this time <laughs> how's that year? working out yeah. for you <laughs> um so congratulations to women's golf uh, wow, doing a great impressive. job there obviously basketball is coming up we talked about that but they went off a 2-0 and week they're coming off a 2-0 and week i should say taking down the vaqueros utrgv in texas 102 to 62 most points they scored on the season um and then they followed that up closed out climate pledge arena for just this year yeah um as they took down California Baptist and yet another close game with the Lancers. It seems that every time those two teams play, they coming into that game played eight times all time between each other. 4-4 split. Red Hawks now lead that 5-4 after uh, Darion Trammell hit that buzzer beater and uh, got them the win. It's up for whack play of the week. So if you were tuning in right now and you're not rooting or voting, I should say, for Darion Trammell as top play of the week, I don't know what you're doing. You're probably not a Red Hawk. So be sure to vote for that as the top play of the week. Uh, but big news in 
that first game uh, against the Vaqueros, Cam Tyson set the school record for threes made in a game with nine against the Vaqueros. He now holds that record, Maz, for in-game threes made for a single game. He holds a record at three different schools, Idaho, Houston, and now Seattle University. It's impressive. I mean, uh, impressive. It's impressive. I, I was an understatement. I mean, that's just what you call a sniper, a pure shooter. And consistency. I mean, to be able to do it at three different venues, if you will, schools. I mean, you know, you've really got to be consistent and uh, confident and also a sniper, like you're saying. Yeah, so shout out to Cam Tyson, who was the transfer from University of Houston. He was in the Final Four last year. He's been an excellent addition to interim head coach Chris Victor's squad at that shooting guard position. Him and Tramiel feed off each other so well uh, in the backcourt. That win, though, over CBU kept the Red Hawks atop the WAC standings. And a big matchup tonight, again, just a little taste for you. We'll talk about it a little bit later in the third segment, but it's a big one, big one for sure. Um, so we'll skip over to women's basketball now. They split their two games on the week as they're trying to battle for that final spot in Whack Vegas. They did themselves some great favors uh, as Coach Susie Barkham picked up her 401st win. We called that game a dramatic fashion. Again, the Red Hawks just seem to be in that type of mood. Uh, blood pressure pills, you know, <laughs> just up right now as the Red Hawks like to keep it close. I could keep it entertaining. That's how I pitch it. Um, they took down the Vaqueros as well as the Red Hawks swept them 71-68 to in OT on Wednesday at the Red Hawks Center. So congratulations to Coach Susie Barkham on reaching 400 and now 401. We'll see how high she can get. Hopefully, you know, sky's the limit for her in it charge could be of the peaking. Red Hawks. Yeah, you never hey, know. You hey, never you know. know. I, I hope she gets a 500, 600, whatever she wants to keep coaching. Um, she's done a great job. Uh, they did fall in a tough matchup with CBU. CBU was the conference, if you want to say darling last year. They went undefeated, lost in the WAC mm. title game. Funny thing about that, off off topic, you know, we'll keep the Red Hawk report, Lancer update a little bit. They couldn't compete in the NCAA tournament. So that championship game last year didn't even really matter. The best they can do because they were still in that transition period, you know, and same with the men's side, they can't qualify for the NCAA tournament. So the fact that they went undefeated to that point didn't matter, if even if they won the tournament. So interesting there, but they obviously a very good program. They're currently second in the conference. So. The uh, Red Hawks fall to them, 83-73. Tough one on the road down there in uh, California. Um, But as we said, they jumped into the last tournament spot for WAC Vegas um, as they try to hold off the Cougars, Chicago State, in their last year in the WAC, trying to make that push. Um, There is a big matchup. That will be the last game of the season as Susie Barkham and the uh, Red Hawks travel to Chicago to end the season. So that's going to be huge. Uh, We'll talk about that when that comes up in a couple weeks. But, yeah, definitely a big one there for the Red Hawk women's basketball team. Softball came into the week undefeated. They were 5-0. Just absolutely Jeffy Rye in softball doing a great job trying to follow up their conference title from last year. Well, the winning streak came to an end, unfortunately, as they took on the Cardinal of Stanford, losing 0-7 as they will blink in that one. And uh, they went 2-3 and on the Southern California trip. It was hosted down there at Stanford. Um, mm. They did get wins over San Jose State and University of Illinois Chicago. So, overall great you know still what seven and three on the season there's still a team you know you don't want to mess with because uh the red hawk softball team that's a program that's been built up by coach jeff Hirai. um so i mean they've been they've been packed 12 schools yeah the pack 12 is u-dub comes here you know u-dub comes here and u-dub might be the top team in the nation so that's going to be fun when the huskies come over uh to take on the red hawks and uh definitely pack the stands there 
over at uh, Logan Field. Baseball, uh, they opened their season. Believe it or not, the cold weather outside makes it hard to believe, and the lockout in Major League Baseball makes it hard to believe. <laughs> but baseball is going on. They just had to travel south to warmer weather as the 2022 campaign opened up for Donnie Harrell and the Red Hawk squad. Dropped three of four to UC San Diego. Um, the lone win coming in an 8-3 doubleheader on Saturday. And the funny thing about that, Miles, they led – in every single game they got a first inning run in every single game and obviously being in the weight team they led except for that last one and unfortunately they blew a four run lead on friday or else you know we're looking at a totally different result there as the red hawks showed promise just a tough opening road trip who knows if that would have been played over a bannerwood in bellevue if that would have changed anything or doesn't it take more time for you know, the pitchers to kind of get their selection and how to kind of yeah, really hey. pitch while the hitters can kind of swing away early. Yeah, I, I think, you know, you might be right. <laughs> so, <laughs> I just heard the Mariners no. say the same thing, you know. <laughs> so I was, thought I would throw that your way <laughs> into the hey, I, I, I'm not saying you're wrong, but uh, the, the standout, you can look at one and three and get down. No, there's a lot of positive in that Shane Jameson is just picking up where he left off last year. He went yard three times. Three home runs and three straight games there and picked up seven RBIs on the weekend. Um, somehow didn't win Whack Player of the Week, but that's for another time. Um, but so great th- job for Shane Jameson getting the season started with the bat. The lumber is uh, definitely hot on his shoulder. A couple more things that happened over the past week. Track and field wrapped up their indoor season at the WAC Championship in Albuquerque, getting ready for the outdoor season now. Um, men's tennis split two of their matches over the weekend in Oregon. They lost to George Fox 3-4 to four on Friday and took down Pacific 6-3 to three the following day. And then women's tennis lost only match of the weekend to Oregon as the Ducks get the win over the Red Hawks. This time, not the superior bird, but they got the win this time. So I'll give it to Oregon on this one occasion. Well, we'll step away for a quick second comeback. As I said, a great interview is uh, stepping in. will be Trish Jocelyn of track and field who as i said just wrapped up their indoor season at the WAC championship in albuquerque so maz and i will uh bid adieu for a little bit as trish jocelyn takes over you're listening to the red hawk report here on kxsu 102.1 in part by seattle children's seattle children's has been named one of the best children's hospitals in the nation by u.s news and world report hope care care seattle children's This broadcast is made possible in part by Copiers Northwest. For over 30 years, Copiers Northwest has been offering multifunction copier, printer, and software solutions for businesses and organizations in the Northwest. Swedish is proud to support Seattle U's athletic department and its students. Swedish offers programs such as charity care, research, community health, and education. More information is available at Swedish.org. Georgetown Brewing is a proud sponsor of Red Hawk Men's Basketball. Georgetown Brewing Company is an independently owned Seattle craft brewery and the maker of Manny's Pale Ale. Information about their tasting room, kegs, growlers, and cans to go can be found on their website, georgetownbeer.com. And welcome into another interview portion here of the Red Hawk Report. We're joined by Trish Jocelyn of Seattle University Track. Trish, thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule to sit down with us. Thank you for having me. You were in your senior season. Let's start there. You came over from Charleston where you had a great career. Talk about your time being at a different school and also having great success. 
Yeah, so um, my first um, initial thought of when I was pick, picking um, schools, um, getting out of high school, I was like, Mom, I'm sorry, but I got to get outside of Florida. So my first initial thought was like, okay, what school is going to fit best for me? And um, when I chose Charleston, I was like, okay, I'm okay with a small school, small class selections. And I was like, okay, I'm going to see how it goes. Like, unfortunately, like when I first went off to college, like my first weekend, um, I lost my boyfriend to gun violence. So that definitely just gave me... Um, Definitely, I lost the motivation to want to keep going for school, and just a lot was going on in my, like, being a freshman going off to school. So then afterwards, um, I had my mom come help pack up my room, like, Mom, I'm done, like, I'm done. And then it was just something, like, I just heard, like, a voice or, like, my guardian angel saying, no, go back to school. And, you know, the first year was definitely rocky, but afterwards, I want to say, like, my junior year into college, I started enjoying the experience more. And that definitely, um, going to Charleston, I'm glad that it gave me the foundation to where I'm at today now. So I definitely enjoyed going to Charleston. You talked about in that you were in Florida originally. You were a great high school athlete as well. Obviously, you're a college athlete, so you had to be great. But multi-sport athlete, cheerleader, basketball, mm -hmm. along with track, do you think being a multi-sport athlete really helped you be a stronger athlete in track? Or, you know, it, did it just make you all around, you know, a better athlete? Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely keeping myself busy with sports. Um, I never really had a break because I went from cheerleading to basketball to track. So with cheerleading, um, definitely helped the flexibility because you have to be flexible to run track, honestly. Basketball, definitely with the endurance, um, having that power to come out blocks, all that. And then it made it more easier for me with track. So um, in high school, I did hurdles. So I was like, hey, well, I can do a herky in cheerleading, so why can't I just do a hurdle? So just <laughs> hurdle over it, like herky over the um, hurdles. So being doing multi-sports definitely helped. That's why I'm always like pushing. Like I have younger siblings, so like my youngest right now is still in high school. So I'm like, you better be doing all these sports. Like, why are you not doing track? And he's like, it's too much work. I was like, but it'll make you better in football. And now he's starting to understand that because you need that speed also on the field. So doing multi-sports definitely do help. After your time at Charleston, you talked about how impactful that was. Mm -hmm. Then you transferred here to Seattle University, pretty much the other side of the country. What made you choose Seattle University? Primarily, um, everybody knows Seattle. And like all the little shows that I watch, I've always learned so much about Seattle, Washington. And um, learning about this, um, when the Black Lives Matters movement happened, watching how the Seattle Police Department handled it, I was just more looking into, when I was choosing my grad school, I was more primarily looking to like the police departments. And um, Seattle Police Department was one of, one of the top picks that I wanted. And the more I was looking into it, and then when the Black Lives Matter protesting, all that was going on, I was like, yeah, mom, I think I want to go on the West Coast. She's like, what? No, you're not going that far. And I'm like, yeah, mom, but I feel like also it would be good for me academically and as well as athletic. And I started realizing that most of the people that run the same events in me that are professional athletes, they're on the West Coast. And I'm like, you know, the distance people are more on the East Coast. And when I was competing more, also being at Charleston, I wasn't really seeing like top athletes or professional athletes. I was like, okay, well, let me start looking more into it. So tapping into Allison Felix, like, and then it was another, um, like right now, 
I am, there's a Haitian woman that's in Arizona. So it's like all the little coasts of West Coast. I was like, well, I wanna, wanna do something that's best for me academically and athletically. And I just felt like coming over here on the West Coast was like my best decision. And so far I haven't regretted it because I'm getting the work that I need and East Coast play a lot of favoritism. So I was just like here, it's like, everybody can be winners. Everybody can put in the same work, so. Well, we're definitely happy you're here, obviously, doing Thank great you. things for Seattle <laughs> University. Talking, going off that, you talked about the police departments and this and that. You are a criminal, you are studying criminal justice. Mm -hmm, correct. What made you get into criminal justice and wanting to research police departments and doing all that? Well, growing up, I've always really been into police work. Like, um, my dad would put me in like police camps and stuff like that. But then once I got into high school, I started like chasing the dream that moms wanted for me. And I was like, okay, well, I'll just go for nursing. Uh, and then when um, graduating high school, I graduated my CNA license, my EKG license. So I was like, okay, I got a good little push start to where into my nursing career field. And then once I started doing the nursing classes, I was like, this is not something that I'm gonna <laughs> enjoy for the rest of my life. This is like something that I'm gonna have to do for the rest of my life potentially. And then it was like watching um, my ex case, like his case just go cold. I was just like, this is crazy. Like I can, I wanna make a difference in the cold cases. I wanna be able to help our black community understand like, you know, the relationship of trusting. Cause that's where we kind of lose it. So it's like wanting to um, go into the criminal justice field just played more part of my background experiences. Uh, we appreciate it. Obviously, athletes that speak up use their voice and use, I think, your intelligence to really help the community and people of color. That's obviously very huge. So we definitely appreciate that. In mm -hmm. um, more fun part of the interview and getting off that, we do have a few goofy questions to end the interview. So hopefully okay. we can get you off guard a little bit. Um, with the Olympics going on currently, mm -hmm. um, Winter Olympics, not what you would compete in, obviously. <laughs> but if you had to compete in the Winter Olympics, what mm -hmm. sport would you choose? Um, I would do like snowmobiling, like something like that. Cause I honestly, like right now I'm like itching to go to, um, like do some snow tubing out here. Cause we don't see snow on there, yeah, uh, especially <laughs> in Florida. So I'm like, you know, doing some snowmobiling or anything of that sort. Like I would love to do that. Okay. Mm -hmm. So outside of that, a very common question mm -hmm. is a hot dog a sandwich? Yeah, it's in bread. Yeah, right? <laughs> you know, it is in bread, so it is a sandwich. <laughs> Did you grow up putting it on bread, too? Because mm -hmm. Yeah, see, that, yeah. I think that's just that's different for other people, so I respect that. Thank mm -hmm. you. It is a sandwich. Um, okay, last question. Is it wrong for vegetarians to eat animal crackers? It's in the shape of an animal. Right? Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, I it's mean, wrong, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no. <laughs> it's like philosophical, right? You're yeah. Like, you still can't eat animals, right? Mm -hmm, okay. Mm -hmm. Well, okay. We agree on all those. So I appreciate that. Well, mm -hmm. thank you, Trish, for joining us here on the Red Hawk Report. And no good luck for the rest of the season. And we appreciate you sitting down. Thank you. Slow feet don't eat. <laughs> <laughs> this broadcast is made possible in part by Coke Zero, a proud supporter of Red Hawk men's basketball. Coke Zero has zero sugar and no calories. Coke Zero is available in stores now. Coke Zero, a proud partner of Seattle University Athletics. Swedish is proud to support Seattle U's athletic department and its students. Swedish offers programs such as charity care, research, community health, and education. More information is available at Swedish.org. 
Georgetown Brewing is a proud sponsor of Red Hawk Men's Basketball. Georgetown Brewing Company is an independently owned Seattle craft brewery and the maker of Manny's Pale Ale. Information about their tasting room, kegs, growlers, and cans to go can be found on their website, georgetownbeer.com. Welcome back into the studio here on the Red Hawk Report. Again, thank you for Trish Jocelyn for uh, stepping in here and uh, chatting with us and Moz. Trish is one of those athletes that does want to give back to the community, and you heard her talk about she came out here because of the police department wanting to be a part of the reform and help not do anything but make it a better department. So that's great to hear that she's a criminal justice major and wants to do things like that, and the traumatic experience she had of losing her boyfriend to gun violence. It's those strong athletes that really you want to promote here on campus, and uh, you know, applaud to her to, you know, keep fighting and keep trying to make the world a better place. Yeah, I was going to say, you talk about somebody that's just representing not only her family and the, the athletics and, and the university itself. She's up to big things. I mean, that's, she's a, uh, it'd be interesting to see kind of what changes she makes in terms of the world and what a difference she, she what impact she will have. Yeah, I think outside, I'm sure she makes her family proud every single day, mm-hmm. but it's, Outside of it sounds like her mom not happy that she's over here on the West Coast instead of <laughs> down on the East Coast in the warmer weather. Um, but, you know, Trish, thank you so much for being a Red Hawk and making everybody on this campus proud. And hopefully you continue to do great things, you know, through track and through everything else. Um, so thank you again for hopping on the Red Hawk report. Um, week ahead we have coming up just about as big of a week as possibly, you know, you could have. I mean, coming up here, we'll... We'll talk about what was going to happen tonight after we wrap up the rest of the schedule. So I want to end on that because it's a nice little segue. AJ is going to be on the call for that one. So we'll uh, skip that one for now. Tuesday's an off day. Nobody's playing. Everybody's off. Enjoy their rest. Um, everybody's in the nest. Wednesday, we kick off our athletic events as men and women swimming will be at the WAC Championship down in Houston. Meet start at 4 p.m. Luckily, if you cannot make that trip and want to check out the swim teams, you can on ESPN Plus. You and I know that uh, platform very well. So those swim championships will be down at Houston. 4 p.m. starts Wednesday. That's going to go on a couple days. It's going to end on Saturday. Um, is when the championships wrap up, and okay. I believe every day is on ESPN+. Plus. Don't quite quote me on that, but I'm 95% sure all of those will be on ESPN+, Plus. so be sh- please check out the swim squad down there. Um, Thursday, as we said, swim continues, but men's basketball will be at Utah Valley. Tip-off is set for 5 p.m. on KXSU, AJ on the call, and then you and I, Maz, and Russ on the call for ESPN, so AJ on KXSU. ESPN Plus, if you want to see our pretty faces. So tune in Yeesh. there. Um, matchup rematch with Fardos Amac and the Red Hawks did such a good job at climate pledge. That guy's that a game. baller. He's one of the be- Leads the nation in yeah, double-doubles. Yeah. Absolutely. He's getting looks from NBA scouts. He is a handful, but it seemed like when the Red Hawks played him last, they had the hands to cover him. As he had an off night, can't bank on that happening again. It's going to be a tough matchup with the Wolverines. They're battling for seeding. You know, they were one of those teams Ooh. projected to be very high, and they have been below expectations. Um, so they're definitely going to be fired up for a rematch with the Red Hawks because now that SU's faced all these teams once, they've beat everyone except for New Mexico State and Grand Canyon. So every team has, you know, 
on their mind to get revenge against the Red Hawks. So everyone's going to be tough in that second matchup. And you got film. You, you, yep, know that you got you can, film on what they did to stop AMAC and everything. So that will be another tough matchup for the Red Hawks as they're going to have a tough week coming up here. Women's basketball will be at home against the Wolverines. Tip off at 6 p.m. Once again, you and I on the call because they like to keep us busy. Um, so tune in there. That's fun, busy, but go ahead. Yeah. No, it's fun, busy. You, know, fun I, busy. you don't hear me complaining no, about it. No, not at all. I, I, I guess I started the show by saying, oh, you could have the fun on the broadcast. But There we go the, again, Bing. At the, at the end of the day, you know, I I'm, can't complain about what we get to do here at Seattle University. Mm-hmm. And as I said, help promote these student athletes, whether it's through the broadcast or through Red Hawk Report here or anything else. Um, we don't want any of the attention. The athletes deserve no. it 100%. Um, so please, please give them all the uh, attention you can give. Friday rolls around as we start the weekend. Um, swimming will still obviously be down in Houston. Softball is ready to bounce back from that two and three week as they're going to take on UC San Diego, the team that the Red Hawk men's baseball or men's Red Hawk baseball team just faced down in Cali. First pitch at 3 p.m. That will be on Flow Sports, Flow Softball. Um, then they'll take on CSUN at 5.30 and kind of a double header, not the same opponent. That's at 5.30 also on Flow Sports. Baseball is on the road once again, once again in a nice sunny destination as they open up a four-game series against the University of Texas San Antonio in San Antonio, mm. the boardwalk, as they take on the Roadrunners down there. Games will be broadcast on CUSA TV, which is Conference USA TV. Um, check out Donnie Harrell and the baseball team as they try to get a series win, the first series win of 2022. It's still weird saying that. Tomorrow's, <laughs> isn't it tomorrow 2 22 um, Oh, it's, it's deuces, so weird. Deuce is wild. Deuce is wild. So a lot of easiest way to. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of deuce going on there. Um, Saturday um, is going to come up. Swimming finishes the WAC championship. As we said, softball. Um, will once again take on – oh, no, no. Not, they play San Diego State, uh, University of California, San Diego. They will take on San Diego, 9.30 a.m. on Flow Sports mm. Saturday. Then take on the Ducks, the Quacks, there at 5.30 p.m., still down in California, not down in Oregon. So they get a um, get a little revenge on women's tennis they fell to Oregon. So softball, as you said earlier, taking on a lot of Pac-12 opponents. Yeah. Yeah. Oregon softball team, mm-hmm. very good. And so was Seattle University softball, so that's going to be a good one. Uh, women's basketball will take on Dixie State at the Red Hawks Center. Tip-off at 2 p.m. on, once again, ESPN Plus on Saturday. And then men's basketball in St. George, Utah to take on Dixie State. Tip-off is set for at 6 p.m. on KXSU with AJ and then on ESPN with the local broadcasters there. So, as I said, jam-packed. Jam-packed weekend for Red Hawk Athletics. As uh, things are heating up for spring sports, things are, I don't want to say cooling off because, man, the two basketballs fighting for whack, you know, supremacy and all that. So both are heating up. Let's just say that. Getting started and heating up between spring and uh, winter sports here. Now, let's, this is why big reason why we wanted you on the show today, Moz. Let's come back to today, Monday. It is currently uh, just past 5.30, tip-off at You got the countdown seven. going on. Oh, countdown going on. Uh, we're, I'm going to have to go run and put a suit on. You already got your – you already dressed up. Yep, um, yep, I have yep. to go put my suit on. Run over to the Red Hawk Center. Sold out. Sold current, out. Current update I just saw from uh, wow. Seattle U's basketball Twitter account, Serafini, the 
great SID there. Mm-hmm. Not only is she She's great, amazing. You know, she yeah. does incredible um, stuff. Tweeted out that it is sold out. You cannot buy tickets online anymore, folks. Wow. Limited amount, though. If you're tuning in and you want to come to today's game, you're like, ah, I forgot to get my tickets. There is a limited amount. First come, first serve at the box office at the Red Hawk Center. So if you want to come help cheer on the Red Hawks as they take on the Aggies, please show up as early as possible. I believe the doors open an hour before. Get tickets. Pack the Red Hawks Center. I want it completely filled, and I want it as loud as possible to support on these Red Hawks. Um, but now we can preview the game. Love them up. After, yeah. Love them up. <laughs> Enjoy get, yourself. Give my Love. pitch. Um, <laughs> please show up. Uh, get on my uh, hands and knees and try and get everybody in there. Is you know, pack that place. Uh, Drumline's going to be there. Cheer is going to be there. The excellent job they do hyping up the crowd. Everybody's going to be there. Aggies are a great opponent. Um, they, you know, their arena's so so loud as well. So we want to. Give them a little bit of a payback, you know, a little bit of a Seattle flavor. You know, Seattle's known for having loud crowds, so let's give it to them. Um, but Mazza, last time they faced, um, it was a big, it was a big road trip for the Red Hawks going in. They knew Grand Canyon University, New Mexico State, back-to-back games was going to be tough. It was originally circled on the schedule when it was released. That's a tough road trip. They went zero and two. That ended their winning streak. You know that that snapped the winning streak. It was kind of a a moment as coach. Um, Chris Victor said it was a maturing moment for a young team. That's what you need sometimes. You need a tough road trip to bring you together and mature you. In that game, they lost to the Aggies 79 to 64. Teddy Allen, who arguably is the conference player of the year so far, I mean, he has had an incredible run as of late, dropped 33 points in the game. Darion Trammell had 26 for the Red Hawks, did a great job, but it was the supporting cast that necessarily wasn't there for SU that are going to have to step up this time. Um, but you you do a great job studying for this game. What do you kind of look at as, you know, big, big factors for the Red Hawks to take down the Aggies tonight? I mean, let's start kind of with, you know, to your point in terms of, you know, the team and who are they, that being the Red Hawks, them losing two games. I think sometimes New Mexico State, the Lobos are – the gold standard consistency always winning we've talked about this right and 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 one of those things it's easy to get up to the mountain but the most incredible thing in sports what's hard is to stay up there and they have been consistent so the red hawks i mean they've really played some good basketball but that two game law you know the two games that they lost was really you it's good in that it was a maturing moment. It's like, how do you bounce back from that? Because they had been winning, winning, and then suddenly the toughest, as you say, arguably the toughest road trip in the conference. You lose those. Can you regain your, your momentum? Can you go inside and say, this is who we are? And that's what they did. And so I, I look at this game as well. What we're looking for is going to be, can the Red Hawks finally get over that hump in terms of saying we are an elite team? This is us. All that past is behind us. How they'll have to do that is obviously, you know, Darian Trammell, um, he's averaging 16.4 game points a game in Cameron Tyson. I think you're going to need those other two, Tyson and Grisby, to come out and play. I've, I've been impressed by the play of the bigs in the Red Hawks. I'm really looking at Kobe Williamson. He's all around game. He's come on now. hot as of late. He's started to catch his groove. No, and, and and on both ends of the court. 
You know what I mean? I mean, he, you know, he's doing 4.9 rebounds a game is what he's doing. And then he's also getting you, um, you know, the the assist as well. So he's playing well. Um, so I'm, I'm look for a fast-paced up-and-down game. And as you talked about, Teddy Allen is just incredible. He's 20 points a game. He's 7.4 rebounds and 2.5 assists a game. Yep. He is an elite player that's playing at an elite level and helping those around him play well. Yeah, it's it's going to be a tough one. I think the thing that's talked about a lot, too, on that road trip is the big three weren't a big three necessarily. You know, uh, Grigsby coming off, he got hit the 1,000-point club and then was held scoreless against Grand Canyon. You know, it, it's... Tyson cooled off a bit, reignited himself on the road at UTRGV, hit nine threes. But if those three can have a very good game together, they're a hard team to beat. Close to impossible to beat, but we haven't seen them consistently all three be together. That's scary in both ways because it's scary that, okay, are we going to see them finally have a big game together? Are we going to see it? And it's scary as, oh, watch out when they do. Because if they haven't done it yet and we're getting closer to Vegas, if they can get on a hot streak... If you get that double buy, you know, that's why it's so important to get those top two seeds. They can get that double buy. Those three can be hot together. You get the stepping up of, as you said, Kobe Williamson. Uh, you get Emeka Udini. He's been playing big minutes. Branton Chatfield. Yeah. You know, all those guys that necessarily – Vastrapanja. Those guys that don't necessarily get all the credit. But, man, are big reasons why this team wins. If you can get a team effort from the Red Hawks, they're hard to beat. And New Mexico State, they are the same way. They have so many great players. McCants down low. He had a great game that day against Seattle University, went to the hospital and had the birth of his child. Like these are great student athletes that are putting it on the court and then also have, I mean, I can't praise both these teams enough, but the gold standard is New Mexico State. I know they're leaving the conference, but they have been the gold standard. If you want to be the top dog, top hawk, in the Western Athletic Conference. <laughs> I, like what I, I see there? what you're doing you like there. I saw what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to be the top hawk in the conference, you got to take down the teams in front of you. And that's New Mexico State, Grand Canyon, when they came in, they've kind of, you know, chiseled their way into that two spot. You got to take those teams down. We don't see Grand Canyon again. Only chance we can is in the WAC tournament, but New Mexico State's in front of you. So this is a chance here for interim head coach Chris Victor to, uh, you know, put a stamp on this season and take down the Aggies. I'm excited to call the game with you. You know, as I said, hopefully it's a packed Red Hawk Center. But uh, you know, this is probably the biggest game they've had in I don't know 40, 50 years. I saw the uh, the replay of uh, New Mexico State at Grand Canyon, and was most what stuck out for me is that New Mexico State was ready to play from the get go. And even yep. you know the answers they did a good job. It was at Grand Canyon. I I'm sorry I, I forget the uh, announcers, but they did a really good job. And they pointed out that um, Grand Canyon wasn't ready to play on the onset and again a gold standard team a team that the way you always stay up top is you're always ready to play every game at home all away and i think that's going to be interest for us to watch you know how do the red hawks come in to your point it's going to be packed it's going to be wild is the crowd you know how are they going to feed off that on defense which is great or are you going to force shots or not or is it just going to be part of now you stepping forward and, and playing that game with the big three showing up it will definitely be a good one again please if you don't have tickets be the first in line to make sure you're in the arena to witness this game a historic game Red Hawks trying to go for a huge, huge, uh, you can call it momentum. They're on a great ride right now, but just right before the whack play, if they can get this, they can get a top two seed. 
watch out because this team is uh, poised for greatness, and uh, they just got to win what's above them, you know, uh, in front of them, I should say. You know, you the, the when Grand Canyon lost and New Mexico State lost and opened the door to Seattle U to regain first place, it's in their hands again. It's in their hands and uh, seize the day. You know, <laughs> you gotta you gotta seize the day as Vegas is coming around the corner. A few games, obviously. After this one, but four this, games left, right, Russell? Yeah, this is it's, this it's, is it's you. This is this is yeah. the season um, coming down here as we prepare to make those flights down to Vegas. Uh, everything's booked. Just time to figure out when we're playing, what day down there at the Orleans Arena. Well, Maz, thanks for hopping on uh, episode number three of Thank the Red you. Hawk Report. Thanks Thank you for, for everybody me. who's tuning in. Again, if you're tuning in on the uh, radio dial 102.1 KXSU on Campus Student Radio, if you're uh, tuning in online KXS, KXSU excuse me dot org, or brrr, we are on Spotify now as Uh-oh. every episode. Uh, look at that! Look at a big time around here uh, on KXSU. We are on Spotify now. Just search Red Hawk Report on Spotify. It'll pop up. Give us a follow. And we get notifications. We also uh, post every episode online at uh, online at uh, Go Red Hawks. So check out there. We'll give a little summary of what happened on the show. And then if you want to tune in just to Trish Jocelyn, because she was the star of the show, obviously. Incredible. That video interview is online on Go Seattle U's YouTube page. Just type in Red Hawk Report, and that will pop up if you want to see uh, Trish Jocelyn as she talks about all the great things she does. Um, so Maz and I have to go call this game a big one between the Red Hawks and the Aggies him and I are going to sign off here thanks for tuning in to the Red Hawk Report hopefully you either are in the arena or watching on ESPN Plus or listening to AJ call the game it's a big one folks one of the biggest in history and hopefully next Monday we're talking about how the Red Hawks are still atop the WAC standings so again Maz thanks for hopping on maybe we'll make this a regular thing I kind of like a Chat it up with you. Uh, enjoyed it. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of me. course. So if you guys like Moz, and uh, as much as I guess I do, I guess I'll give you some love, uh, then uh, maybe we'll have him back in the studio here at KXSU. But uh, for now, signing off from the Red Hawk Report, Russell Brown here, and hopefully uh, we see you on the next one of the Red Hawk Report. So everybody have a good night, a great night. Go Red Hawks, and we'll see you on the next episode.